Howdy folks, welcome to the Go Blue Crew. Today we're going to take the bait, take the bait and talk about the quarterbacks. Because um, we kind of talked about it pre-show, because we don't do a whole lot of planning around here. And I was like, why the heck not? Let's just take the bait, talk about the quarterbacks. Derek, what did you see in the game against Purdue that, no matter what you think personally, what is the case for John O'Corn to become the starter? Right now, Tyler, I honestly think that this is John O'Corn's job to lose. I think he did just enough on the field, and obviously uh, bearing results from from what's going on exactly with Wilton Spay at this point in time. Uh, we don't know exact information, and I'm not sure we will until after the Michigan-Michigan State game. Uh, obviously, Harbaugh likes to keep people guessing uh, in all sorts of categories, especially injuries. I know that the media hates that, but I saw a lot that I liked. I saw a different energy. Uh, I saw some positive vibes, and I saw a lot of uh, a lot of hard-fought football from John O'Corn at the quarterback position, and it felt like some of the other guys around him played harder as well. So my opinion uh, at this point is this is John O'Corn's job to lose. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear from you. Well, O'Corn, <clears throat> excuse me, O'Corn went 18 for 26, 270, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, it was really hard not to be impressed, especially when you compare it to what Wilton Spate was doing in the three games before and then in his first few drives against Purdue. Just you know, not a whole lot there. One thing that I really liked from O'Corn was his uh, his playmaking ability on third down. So we, uh, there were three third downs that really stuck out to me. The first one was the one where he should have been sacked, you know, in all honesty. Escapes, uh, keeps his balance, delivers a, a beautiful throw to Grant Perry to pick up a first down. And that was a third down deep in their territory. Like, they were looking at trouble if they had to punt that ball away. The second one was, uh, man, it was in the second half. I'm most positive, and uh, just a beautiful throw over the middle to uh, Lord knows I can't remember his name, but <clears throat> it's just a, a great throw through a tight window on third down. And then the third one was that that bootleg where it caught me off guard. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in the stadium looking at the running back, and next thing I know, John O'Corn's like fighting for a first down. And that was like third and eight or something. That was such a gutsy play call. I really liked it, but. I I think uh, you know, like I said, really hard not to be impressed, and those three things really, those three plays really stuck out to me. Yeah, what stuck out to me is just the the ability for for him to lead drives of eighty four and eighty six yards, uh, both ending in red zone touchdowns. There are three touchdowns in the red zone in total. Uh, those are the first since the the opener against Florida. Obviously, a, a talking point heading into this game of one of Michigan's offensive struggles. And like I said, it just looked like he got guys going in a different way than Wilton Spate's been able to do. He showed a lot of energy uh, after throwing his first touchdown. Showed similar energy after uh, the Ty Isaac play uh, to extend Michigan's lead. And then obviously, Chris Evans really put it away with his 49-yard touchdown run. But and John O'Corn like you said, shows a little bit of his mobility. His third down presence uh, seemed to be very effective in that game, uh, in a game where Purdue had no success on third down. So I just feel like I had more to be excited about as a fan. Now, obviously, I was uh, not excited at all uh, to see Wilton Spate go down like that. Uh, The unknown of what has happened to him uh, and the exact results of an injury are still something that I'm waiting to hear. And, And I made people mad on the Wolverine Sounds Twitter by... Uh, by calling out the people that seemed happy that he was injured. So 
But once O'Corn came in, uh, had a little bit of nerves. I'm sure you had even more so in the stadium in a game where Michigan was down at halftime. But as the second half came out and he came out throwing, uh, that was impressive. The, the fact that he averaged 15 yards per pass. Uh, and I just I think that he brings a different element uh, than Wilton Spate. And from what I see in his first opportunity, uh, it was a good one. There was one other play that really stuck out to me. And this was, uh, I think, I, I believe they were in the red zone at this point. And it was a play where Purdue got called for the, the late hit on O'Corn. But he puts this beautiful ball up the middle to, it might have been McCune or Zach Gentry. But this ball that I remember thinking, you know, Wilton Spate might make the same read, but he can't make that throw. He would overthrow it most likely. And instead, O'Corn put it right on the money. It was a great pass. Ended up setting setting up, uh, if I remember right, a Michigan touchdown. So, you know, that was just another great example of, I think, something that O'Corn brings to the table that so far Wilton Spate has not. Were you surprised when you saw John O'Corn come out in the second half and start slinging the ball around? There was even a drive there where I think it was, uh, it wasn't a successful drive in terms of, of the output, but it was all throws, uh, consistent throws, ended up in a punt, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but were you surprised by the fact that he came out and threw the ball so much? No, not really. And I think they, they had to, honestly, because the running game was, was not doing much. Purdue was very dedicated to stopping that. And I think especially once Michigan got a backup quarterback in there, they doubled down on it. So for, for them to come out with a corn throwing like that didn't really surprise me, and I thought it was necessary. I'm really happy they did it because – O'Corn has definitely proved himself to be an improved passer compared to what we've seen in the past. So if he does have to be the guy long-term because of Spate's health, or if he just simply wins this job from Spate, there's very little worry there about what he's able to do with his arm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, coming out of the first half, he throws six times in a row. Uh, they got bailed out with the defensive holding. It ended up being a punt. The next drive, still nothing super flashy, uh, just because he handed the ball off, and then he had a, a pass to Karan Higdon that went 22 yards until Higdon fumbled. It wasn't really until that next 11-play, 86-yard drive, where uh, he had a big pass to Gentry, a big pass to Grant Perry, McEwen for 30 yards. I think that's the one you were alluding to earlier. That's when Eubanks got the first down with the personal foul targeting penalty and eventually led to a Chris Evans 10-yard touchdown run to take the lead. But I think the way he was able to execute and kind of lead the team, uh, I think his passing ability, and I know that Michigan needed to turn to that because they needed to open up the running game. It definitely opened up the running game, especially for a guy like Chris Evans, who we've been waiting to see provide some production uh, during this season. Derek, before we move on, I've been meaning to tell you that I had some uh, little housework to do, I guess apartment work. I live in an apartment. And I'm so glad that I went to Sears and bought Klein tools. I, I got this amazing screwdriver. I'm holding it in my hands right now. This happens to be a Phillips head screwdriver, but I also have a flat head which served me just as well. Uh, you know, the way this fits in my hands, the way I was able to tightly screw in what I needed to screw in, just it made my life so much easier. And this was great because I had to do it on Saturday. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. And I can't be missing football on Saturdays. Sundays are a different story because I'm not that into the NFL. But, you know, Saturdays, like I need to be in and I need to be out. 
And I'm so glad I got this Klein Tool screwdriver to do that job for me. So have you ever have you ever been in that kind of sticky situation on a Saturday? Uh, not on a Saturday, but definitely some post-work uh you know, house blunders where you just need some tools, and it's good to know that something like a Klein screwdriver can get me through those tough evenings where I just simply need to screw something in. Well, right. So, I, like I said, I got mine at uh, Sears. You can also pick them up at Lowe's, Walmart, Kmart, any anywhere where you would buy any of your other tools. Klein Tools is there to, in my case, save your Saturday. So, going back to John O'Corn and Wilton Spate. Uh, we obviously don't know the extent of Spate's injury yet, what kind of timetable we're looking at, but there's a bye week right now, and so I'm wondering if you think that helps uh, tamp this discussion down, like like we're going to move on eventually, or does it only heat it up because we're not going to have a game to analyze this Saturday? Uh, I think... Well, it's improvement week, and so I think one of the things I first consider is John O'Corn as of now, especially since Jim Harbaugh came out and said that Wilton Spate would not be cleared to play if there was a game this Saturday. I'm thinking that O'Corn is obviously getting all of the first-team reps. Uh, because there is not a game, uh, we don't have the ability to see what decision we made on the field or how um, John O'Corn would perform. Uh, obviously, again, with Spate not clear to play this weekend, it would be John O'Corn at quarterback. Uh, however, there is no game, and so I think leading into next week, it'll be really interesting to see kind of early week, that press conference, or or midweek. I still don't expect any decisions. Uh, if if Wilton Spate has a serious injury, we might hear some information going into the Michigan State game, but knowing Jim Harbaugh, uh, we might not know his injury, and we definitely probably won't know the starting quarterback for the Michigan State game until the game itself, similar to, to what happened uh, during during the Florida game and then obviously seasons before where there were some question marks about who would start at quarterback. So I would say that nothing gets answered anytime soon. It's going to all be speculation. But like I said, I would believe that this is John O'Corn's job to lose just because of how well he responded uh, to having to come in in relief of Wilton Spate. And that's nothing against Wilton Spate as a quarterback. Obviously, he had some outstanding games last year. Uh, hasn't been able to put it together this year. I still think he could and will if given the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, as of now, I, I think it's John O'Corn. And uh, I'm glad that he has a week off to prepare if he is, in fact, the starting quarterback against Michigan State. Do you think Jim Harbaugh will make a point to name a starting quarterback before the Michigan State game? I really don't think so. Again, unless information is leaked or, or out there that Wilton Spate will not be returning anytime soon, uh, then obviously I think you you don't only hear that John O'Corn is, is starting, but you, you get a lot of that similar support that Harbaugh has given Wilton Spate in the first few weeks. Now, Harbaugh's really backed Wilton Spate as Michigan's starting quarterback, so whether it's uh, because of injury or because he chooses John O'Corn to be the starter just because of his ability to play. I'll be interested to see how the conversation turns from Jim Harbaugh's standpoint, how the media uh, answers or asks questions rather uh, about John O'Corn and, and maybe the switch. So because of an injury, and it's unfortunate that that would be the case uh, for someone to lose their job, uh, and then obviously someone gets an opportunity because of that, but I don't think any starter will be named. Uh, and I think that when Jim Harbaugh names a starter, uh, assuming both guys become healthy at the same point, uh, then I, I would be interested to see how it's handled uh, first and foremost by Jim Harbaugh. 
So in Wilton Spate's defense, because it seems like you know we're not unique here in, in favoring John O'Corn, but in Spate's defense, one thing I've seen is that people people seem to think that O'Corn is like a better um, he's got like a better on field presence, and they're specifically citing his like pointing and taunting at his old coach over at the on, on the Purdue sideline. And they kind of paint Spate to be this mellow figure who kind of trots out there, does his thing, trots back to the sideline. And I just don't think that's fair because one memory I have stuck in my head is the Ohio State game last year where at the end of the half, Michigan punches in with Khalid Hill and Spate's in the end zone, basically by himself, you know, gesturing at the crowd. Uh, pumping up whatever Michigan fans are there and, and really laying into all the Ohio State fans. And you see him do that from time to time. So I just don't think that's a very fair criticism. I feel like it's uh, appropriate to bring that up because it's something that people are trying to use in defense of O'Corn taking this job over. Yeah, like I said earlier, I definitely feel a different energy when John O'Corn's out there. Just as a fan, I felt like I was more excited as he uh, continued to progress and grow during the game. Obviously, it's a uh, an opportunity that he hasn't had other than starting the, the Indiana game. Also, uh, in relief of a Wilton Spate injury, a game where he didn't get to throw that much, where it ended up uh, snowing about 10 feet after it was 60 degrees. But I will say that I've seen less energy from Spate this year. Uh, but I do, I do recall being in Columbus and, and some other celebrations. Obviously, he was really pumped up the year before when he came in relief of Jake Rudock and led uh, to the game winner against Minnesota. And then Florida, the first uh, big pass to Tariq Black in the end zone. Uh, he was pointing at the sideline and was really pumped as well. However, there are definitely times where. Uh, a mistake has been made or a drive is stalled. There's another three and out, and it just seems like it's head down, uh, little to no emotion. And so I can see what people are pointing out because I I can understand what they're looking at, but you're absolutely right in calling out the fact that he has showed that energy, he has showed that emotion, uh, that passion, even some of that taunting uh, in a moment where he's not only playing well, but Michigan is, is leading a, a football game and, and, uh, and uh, playing great football. All right, Derek, I'm going to go ahead and give my official endorsement of... Drumroll. Drumroll. Are you making a drumroll? Okay, I can hear it. I'm giving my official endorsement of whoever Jim Harbaugh thinks is going to win Michigan football games. I don't care. (laughs) I don't really care who it is because I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have some kind of expansive knowledge about what's going on. If Jim Harbaugh decides Wilton Spates are dude... Uh, Wilton Spate's my dude too. So, uh, who who who's, has your official endorsement? I would endorse the same, and and I will say that I think that most people should because what's going to happen at the end of the day. Uh, obviously, again, we don't know information at this point in the week on Wilton Spate, but Jim Harbaugh is going to name the starting quarterback, and the last thing that Jim Harbaugh cares about is our opinions of who should be the starting quarterback. And that goes for every fan, every media member, every blog, every outlet that wants to cover Michigan football. He simply does not care about the popular opinion. And obviously, like you referred to, the popular opinion seems to be John O'Corn. If I were to pick a starter and a guess and a guy that I thought brought more to the table in his one appearance, I would go with John O'Corn. 
Uh, but you're right. I want whoever Jim Harbaugh believes should be the starting quarterback because I have bought into Jim Harbaugh, uh, his system, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. He proved it uh, with Jake Rudock. He proved it for Wilton Spate, although Wilton Spate did have a couple of uh, tough games at the end of the season, again, because of, of uh, a partial injury. But when Jim Harbaugh names a starting quarterback or has a starting quarterback tried out in the field against a Michigan State uh, and games beyond Michigan State, I fully trust that and look forward just to watching uh, classic Michigan football. So a, a rare humbling moment there where you, you said Jim Harbaugh does not care about our opinions. And, you know, I'll agree. I just wasn't going to say it in such harsh terms. But so I, th- I think we should uh, drop it off at that point. So you've been listening to the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Wolverine Sounds. That's also where you can find us on iTunes or you can go to WolverineSounds.com. Michigan's on a bye week this week, so uh, you know take your take your time to watch other football games, and if you're gonna do any housework, make sure to pick up Klein tools, get those screwdrivers. They're they're fantastic. So thanks for listening. Go blue. Go blue.